podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 223, and welcome back to my front porch. Man, I'm telling you what, I am uh, I'm absolutely loving this weather right now. It's cold. Like, I was shivering cold. We went to my daughter's soccer game tonight, shivering cold. It's so crazy. Like, honestly, like two weeks ago, sweat running down our backs, like trying to find any little piece of shade. And now I'm sitting on my front porch with a fire right now, just loving my my life. It is so beautiful out. I can't even stand it. So I think I've had fires the last three nights out here, just sitting out here. I haven't turned on the TV at night. I'm just sitting out here and just loving the weather, enjoying this fire. It's so, so incredible. I hope wherever you are, you're just having an awesome day. I hope you're able to get outside and enjoy the weather. It's it's truly been amazing. The other thing is, <clears throat> at least here in Arizona, the the sky has been like crystal clear. And so, I mean, it, during this time of year, as you start heading into the winter season, fall and winter, you can start seeing the planets. The planets kind of line up. And so you can start kind of going like, oh, man, look, there's Saturn, there's Jupiter, there's Mars, there's Venus. Like, it's so cool. And so if you're one of those weird nerdy people like me, like, I love that stuff. So right now, like, I'm looking at this uh, in front of my palm tree and I can see it. It's so amazing. So get outside. Get outside and enjoy uh, all the amazingness that's out there. Um, it's it's truly incredible. So <clears throat> here's what I want to say. I just want to say, I want to say, and I say this every episode, but I really do appreciate those of you who listen. I, I do. I always find it uh, a pretty humbling and pretty exciting, the fact that people tune in uh, to each and every one of these and, and they listen to them and, and we're learning and growing together. I just love that. And, um, but And I do always say thank you to those who give monthly to Patreon, but I just want to say a special thank you, just really, truly. Um, I don't want you to think just because I repeat it every episode like it's just a part of some mantra that I have. It is a part of wanting to say thank you, but I really do just really, really appreciate um, anytime I'm able to transfer that money into my account. It's so helpful, and it just really continues to allow me to continue to do this. So I just want to say thanks for being a monthly donor on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front porch confessional thank you so much and then for those of you there's a bunch of you who send money through venmo and through and checks and other things like that i really appreciate it it's encouraging helps me keep going allows me to have a little financial uh uh stability as i kind of move forward and and put in some hours to make sure these uh, get done so i just want to say thank you i really really genuinely appreciate it and thank you for purchasing and those of you who've done that purchasing the devotional front porch devotional on Amazon. Really, really appreciate that as well. All right. Rolling through again, like I, I told you this last episode, I've been, I, I my, my commitment and in, in this came out of a interview I heard from Eugene Peterson. If you know anything, or if you've listened for any period of time, Eugene is kind of like, he's one, he's a saint. He died a couple years ago and uh, he's really kind of been a mentor to me that I've never met. He's a guy, I read his books. I've watched his talks. I mean, he's really, really influenced the way I think. Um, and loved the way that he was a pastor. And so Eugene had this thing where he memorized seven psalms, and then he would try to, like, he'd pick one throughout the day. So I'm in that journey of 
memorizing these psalms, and uh, it's hard. It's not easy. But Psalms 51 is one of these ones that I memorized. One, because of kind of the... the uh, David's posture of it, his asking for forgiveness, his repentance, and it, all of that—it's just got this beautiful heart. So I thought, as I was, as I've been memorizing a couple of these verses, have really stood out to me, and I just keep reflecting on them. They keep coming up in my mind and in discussions and things like that. So I just thought, hey, I want to—I think I need to do some a podcast on it. It helps me, honestly. Like <clears throat> I'm memorizing these, but it helps me really grasp onto these passages a little bit deeper when I know I have to come here and kind of work it out in the same way that I'm working out here on the front porch. And honestly, I was on my walk uh, this morning. This passage would just came back over and over and over as I was on my walk. So it's Psalms 51, verse 6. We did verse 1 last episode. And verse 6 says this, Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being. And you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. So I'll say it again. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Um, <clears throat> many of you know uh, I I don't go to the uh, doctor often, and it's not because I don't like doctors. I just find the whole thing inconvenient. Usually when I go to the doctor, it's as a result of something awful that's happened and I've left it too long. Uh, a while back, this was maybe, I mean, maybe a decade ago, I was preaching at, 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 and I had this, the, at this church. It had five services so, and they, they did them all on Sunday. So I was preaching the very first service, which I think was at 8 a.m. It's the early one. And I was doing this passage and I had a guy come out and I was using this illustration about this passage you use all this time, all the time in Proverbs four about guard your heart; it affects everything you do. And so I had a basketball in my hand, and I was trying to illustrate it. And this guy that I was using, uh, a good buddy of mine still is, he grabbed the ball. When he did it, he pushed my left thumb all the way back, and I heard a snap. And I like. Again, like I'm in front of everybody. I'm like, don't freak out. Don't say anything inappropriate, right? And so I got through that talk. I went in the back. I'm like, guys, I my thumb, like it's jacked up. One, I don't think I can do that illustration anymore. It's really jacked up. So we wrapped it all up and took some Advil and, and then got after it and finished the services. And so, you know, it's it, I, I was like, oh, I probably just sprained it or, or something like that. So a week, two weeks go by, three weeks go by. I'm like, man, I can really move this thing. It starts swelling. A month goes by like it's not good not good at all patty's like you need to go to the doctor now so i was like fine so i go in and i meet with this guy and he looks at me and he's like how long has this been like this and i was like i i mean i heard it like a month ago he's like a month ago and he's like, i was like yeah he's like you tore all the ligaments in your thumb and he goes honestly <clears throat> had you come into me i probably could have given you some steps and and uh, we could have easily repaired it. But now I have to go in and reconstruct your thumb and do this whole thing, right? And so this guy's got to go in and put my thumb back together. I have this huge scar. So I just want to let you know, preaching is dangerous. It's dangerous. But the point is, like, I I, I should have had it fixed. Like, it's, it's all broken on the inside, right? But had I gone and gotten help, he could have really fixed me because I kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. It got worse and worse and worse. And this is what's going on in this particular passage, right? David is reflecting, right? In this, in, in this, in this chapter, in Psalms, 
this lament, this this uh, him his repentance prayer as he's processing through it, he's reflecting on how he got himself in this position, right? He's trying to kind of work through how he got in this position. You know, kind of think about it this way. Like, David was the man who killed Goliath, right? David was the one that Samuel, like God told Samuel, that's my dude. Not all these other ones. The youngest one that's out in the field with the sheep, he's my guy, right? That was David. David went and defeated Goliath when nobody else wanted to do it. Like David is the one who refused to kill Saul, right? Saul's attacking him, coming after him. David refuses to kill God's anointed, refuses, right? David dances naked upon the arrival of the Ark of the Covenant. He like is unabandoned in his worship because he's overwhelmed by the fact the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God is coming back to Israel. Like he's dancing around and yet, right? So this is this man, this man after God's own heart and yet somehow he had an affair and somehow he killed Bathsheba's husband and rebelled against God. And it's kind of like, how did that happen? How do you go from that big a high, that amazing of things, to all of a sudden this unbelievable depravity that you're causing all kinds of pain? And as he's kind of processing back, he's kind of like, he's thinking in hindsight, what happened there? What is going on? He, he's talking in the passage a lot about his sin nature, where that came from, and that he acknowledges his sin, and that he was born into sin, like he's working through that. But then he comes to this particular passage, and he's like, there's something deeper going on. And I think that's the point, I think, for all of us, is there's something deeper going on. This is what he's getting after, something more. There is a problem that is so much deeper, but there's also a truth there, right? There's a deep problem, but there's a deep truth. But because we're not ever slowing ourselves down, right? We're slow. We're not slowing ourselves down to realize what's actually going on. For most of us, like when I do counseling and somebody has, let's just say an addiction, let's say alcohol. And I sit down with that person. I really just go, hey, quit drinking alcohol. Like, stop it. Like, it's bad. Like, it's stupid. Like, stop drinking so much. Stop hurting your family. No, no, no. That's obvious. There's something deeper that's fueling that, that's coming from somewhere. And so it's the inward work that is going on. What does God delight in? God delights in this truth that's being spoken to us. This is the wisdom that's being spoken to us in that inward place in that secret heart. It's being spoken to us and, and he's teaching us in the spirit of God. If you're a believer in Jesus, Jesus Christ, he's speaking to that. He's trying to draw that out. But so often we give in to these kind of topical things. And we just, it, 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 honestly, this is why the self-help revolution is so toxic because it only deals with the topical things. It's not taking you deeper. But what I see that's really beautiful in our culture right now is there seems to be a movement where people are going, oh, whoa, there's something more going on here. And there's, there seems to be an acceptance for counseling, uh, for, for, for honestly, for some people, they just need to take um, some uh, prescription drugs, right? 
that God created brilliant people to design these things to help us regulate, right? Like, like how wonderful, how beautiful is our God that he gives people wisdom on how to come alongside of his creation and even the pain of sin in that creation, right? And so there seems to be a growing acceptance that, wait a second, maybe something is deeper. And my concern with that acceptance is people need to keep the work. But what they're doing is, Oftentimes, and maybe this is you, oftentimes we're letting doctors telling us what to do, counselors what to do. And the point of this passage is this passage is all about God and what God wants to do. He wants to meet you in that secret place. He delights in teaching you. He delights in that truth. He delights in teaching you and giving you that wisdom. So the that's where this whole idea of where, like where... Where does he teach this wisdom? Where does it happen? Well, it happens in the secret heart. I love David's description of that. I mean, I, I think it sounds kind of weird, but and and I think it sounds kind of kind of weird, especially coming from like this warrior king. But David's also a creative, like he's an artist, he's a musician. He's again, he's the guy who dances naked before the people because the Ark of the Covenant comes back. So he's like, now listen, I have learned to be okay with going deeper into that secret place where God and I meet and where we talk and he talks to me. And for some of you, you know what that feels like. For others of you, it's been a long time. It's been a long time and it's in that inward place, that secret heart that he's going to reveal those things to you. He wants to. He wants to liberate you from a lot of those pains and hurts that you've been going through into life and life for the full. That's what he's doing. And Jesus, or God wants to meet us in the silence, right? And Jesus knew that, right? Because that's what Jesus did. That's why he kept slipping away. Like all the busy of busy of ministry, all the busy of life. And he's like, I got to get away. So he keeps getting away. Why? So he can get to that secret place, that inward place where he and God commune. They talk in that silence. You don't have to say anything. Just wait. Wait and listen. He'll speak to you. And what I find so beautiful about when that happens is that's the place where he received his wisdom and his power in order to go to the cross. It's where he did not lean on to his own understanding, you know, but in all of his ways, he acknowledged God and God directed his path. And that path isn't always easy, but it's God's path. And I'd rather be on that path, to be honest. This is what he's inviting us all to do. This is what David's like. This is what he wants The secret heart, right, is where God speaks his sincere truth to you and me. So the question is this, when is the last time you've gotten quiet and allowed God to meet you in the inward secret place? Find yourself a front porch. Go on a walk. Get there. It's going to take time. It's going to take consistency. But I promise you, you will sense the presence of God in your life fuller, more full if you really do that. So God, we need your help. We say it almost every episode. We need your help. We need your help. We need your help. Thank you, one, that you want to meet us. You are a holy God, and we are a sinful people, and the fact that you want to meet us is pretty amazing. So thank you. Thank you that you want to meet us in that place. Thank you that you want to teach us wisdom. We celebrate you and glorify you every day and all day. So with all of that, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe